As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Conceive, believe, achieve. Shut the f*** up. This is Believe You Me on the Gas Digital Network. Well, we're starting it. All right. Well, we're live. <laughs> there we go. There we go. We're live. We're here. Michael Bisbing is looking dapper as ever with his fancy hair and his and, and, and posting his Christmas pictures after giving us all a bunch of shit about their Christmas cards. Yeah. Christmas. I never I never sent one either. I said, no, you know what? No. I'm not and I'm offended. It. You know? <laughs> I was waiting for that Anthony Smith Christmas chair to arrive. I'll tell you what, you should be waiting to, to arrive or you should be waiting to arrive at your house. The bits and bobs. Where's the bits and bobs, Dude, bro? Okay. I do owe everyone an apology about the bits and bobs. I've been traveling. I was in Texas all week leading up to Christmas. Then I had a Christmas disaster Ugh. trying to get home. And I haven't had an opportunity. I, Dude, I still don't have a door handle <laughs> I still haven't put a door handle on my door. And then, uh, no, but tomorrow, my plan is, uh, <coughs> tomorrow afternoon is to finish the, finish the room, get the decorations up. The bits but I did, I got yeah. lots of cool stuff. I'm jealous. I, I got I, posters I and oh. they're like some kids books and I got this real cool skull and like a coyote skull. It was oh, cool. That does sound cool of- stuff. Thanks guys. Thanks all you believers. <laughs> Just send it all to Anthony. We hope that you all had an amazing day yesterday with your loved ones. If you didn't, then our condolences. Harrington and Brian, of course, hope you guys had an amazing day as well. I want to say this, never mind bits and bobs. I want to say, I was going to save this for on the show. I think it was Christmas Eve. I had a mysterious package arrive at the house. A lot of alcohol, red wine, white wine, tequila, but nobody said who it was from. Do you know what I mean? There was yeah. no package. There was no nothing. Did you receive something similar? No, I didn't oh. get anything. Oh, oh, this is awkward then. Because I think Harrington sent a bunch of booze to my house. Harrington, show yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. I couldn't. I couldn't send it to you, Anthony, because you were in Texas. That's why I just asked if you were home. And I was going <laughs> wow. onto the app uh, to get some delivered to your house right now. Well, well, wow. well, 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 well I, I want to say thank you. Harrington. I don't I don't think he was going to. I, I think he just got. I think that. he just got caught. It's is Christmas isn't a time for receiving; it's a time for giving. And I just want to say thank you, Harrington. <laughs> thank you. That was such a lovely thought. It really was because I was like, we were befuddled. We had no idea who these random bottles of alcohol appeared from. And then Rebecca said, uh, "You guys were talking on Instagram or something." Said it was you. I was like, oh shit. So I, I want to thank you on the show. Thank you. That's why I never sent That's a text awesome. yesterday. Because thank you, Harrington. That is beautiful. You got it. 
never mind you, Anthony. Brian didn't send anything to any of us. No, Brian was. It's in subtext. Is from Brian and I. Oh, oh, oh! You hate hate me after all these, the years that we've been working together, and and I just stick up for you every time. Mike is like, listen, we got to get we got to get Harrington out of here. I'm like, no, no, we need to hold on to him. He built this show on his back, and just broke hanging. (laughs) <laughs> which is broken but we'll save that for another episode i had terrible news about my back last was, week terrible news but go on harrington real quick there was one item in there i want to know if they delivered it and if you tried it the alcoholic whipped cream i i i don't think that came damn what, All right. what was it called i i don't know but it was like it was vodka infused vanilla whipped cream and i was like, i don't no. know maybe, maybe. I'll, t- I'll take a look afterwards obviously we're live on the show but i just want to say thank you to you guys i'll tell you what anthony brian and harrington really know how to work that christmas bonus which is coming which is coming in a few days i've just been very busy um welcome to the show everybody ladies and gentlemen we have marlon cheeto barry joining us in about 15 20 minutes he's got a huge fight with Corey sandhagen going down in february uh but anthony how was your day yesterday it was good it was really good i i love christmas and and uh, everything that comes with it it's my favorite holiday so you know the woke up and santa brought everything that they wanted and i truthfully i was just happy to be home um i was in texas leading up until um until the day before christmas eve and there's this big winter storm that's kind of going all the way across the country. Bomb cyclone, I believe it's called. Bomb cyclone. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like it's so cold here in Nebraska. It's like with the like with the wind chill, it's like negative twenty one. It is so cold here. Um, but we I get up to the airport in Houston, it's like six in the morning, got my whole family, I drug all the kids out at five fifteen in the morning. I'm next in line to check my bags. And I get and I, my phone my phone vibrates, so I get it out and look at it. They canceled our flight. Uh, so then, like the next one wasn't until ten thirty. By the time we tried to get that flight, like ten thirty at night, it was full. So we stood there for like thirty minutes trying to figure out what we were going to do. And the closest they could get us was Oklahoma City. So we flew to Oklahoma City and then tried to rent a car, but there everyone was renting cars, so there wasn't a car big enough to fit my family and and our luggage and stuff. So we rented two cars. <laughs> we, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Uh, so we rented two and, and made it back. It was, it was a disaster. Sounds like a rendition of planes, trains, and automobiles. Have you ever seen that movie? You know I haven't. I'm going to the movies tomorrow, though. What are you going to watch? Avatar. Oh, it's meant to be good. Meant to be good. I, I, I'll be honest. For some reason, because it's kind of cartoony, it doesn't appeal to me, but it is mm-hmm. supposed to be amazing. Planes, trains, and automobiles. You have to watch that. Brilliant family movie. Your kids will love it. And it's about mm. a, fam- uh, a, a man and a woman trying to get back for Thanksgiving. And they go on planes, trains, and automobiles, just like you did, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, Brian, minus 21 degrees Fahrenheit, you say. That is mm-hmm. ridiculously cold. Brian, would you just look up what that is in Celsius for our, you know, our Australian or European Anyone that uses a logical system where zero is freezing and 100 mm-hmm. is boiling, you know, you know, <laughs> for anyone that uses a logical system, just work that out for us, please, Brian. Uh, we do have a great show planned for us today. Uh, as I said, we've got Cheeto coming. It's negative uh, 21 Fahrenheit is negative 29 Celsius. Minus 29. Oh, God, that's flipping cold, man. It's so cold. 
Oh, it's miserable. Did you know what I did yesterday after we did the presents, which was lovely? They made a yeah. nice breakfast. I sat out on my balcony, did a little bit of sunbathing. It was 82 degrees. Was it really? Degrees. Yeah. 82 it was degrees. even cold in Texas. Not a cloud on the in the sky. It was glorious. It was beautiful. But I, still. I, I do have to mention your uh your Christmas dinner attire. Please. What? Are you talking I, shit? I, I liked your shirt. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was trying, I know I was really giving you a compliment. I did. Well, a shirt. lot of people have been giving shit. You know what I mean? Hold really? on. Here we go. Yeah. I like but, it. Yeah. People talking crap about my boots, talking crap about the shirt. I I, I like the boots. I like the shirt. I like it. You got you guys look wonderful. Look like it's you have a, a wonderful leather time. shirt. It's a leather shirt, correct? It's well. See, I don't know. got that kind of money, but oh, I, I'll get the it. I'll get the fake leather shirt. Stop it! Now you have to wear an undershirt under that, right? No, you bro. can't just. If I rip that apart just, with the buttons, the chest is out. All that's 30, a tough man. To make. That's all two hundred and thirty-one pounds I got on the scale before. <laughs> I was like, whoa! I mean, look at this face. It's never been so puffy. If I was to steal a Brendan Sharp joke, I would say, what is it? been stung by wasps or bees or something in my face. <laughs> um, so before Cheeto joins us, I saw this one. It's been doing the rounds for a little bit. I threw it to Harrington. Harrington, come on and tell us about these artificial wombs or the, 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 the factories for babies. I mean, this is some shocking stuff that's going on. Well, yeah. I mean, so the, the idea is to mass produce artificial insemination, right? Where you would have like, I mean, it, it, I, the way I, I described it is it looked like something out of the matrix, right? Like it's yeah. just walls and walls of, uh, uh, of these babies. And the idea now this is a concept that they have uh, where they'll be able to go in and actually gene edit things ahead of time. So you could custom pick your, your baby's hair color, eye color, uh, uh, check for any kind of uh, intelligence level, athletic yeah. ability, all that you can totally uh, specify and, and uh, cater or pick or design basically, your own child. And just show these graphics, show these images, because these images, I mean, look at that. Oh, wow. I mean, obviously, this is like an artist's impression or right. something. Uh, but this is just ridiculous. I mean, in the spirit of, in the spirit of Christmas, baby Jesus was born in a manger. I don't know. Are you familiar with the story of baby Jesus, Anthony? Yeah, to a virgin. To a virgin. I mean... That truly was a miracle. And for that, or Mary. That's the story, one. and she's sticking to it. She is sticking to it. And, and poor old Joseph. I mean, you know, what is right. he going to do? He's you just out trying mean? to make an honest living, comes back and just has a baby. His, his wife hasn't been putting out. He's a carpenter, right? He's got his <laughs> yeah. balls off, literally, because they're empty, because he hasn't been filling his wife. Comes home. Mary's pregnant. Do you know what I mean? He did, and gives he him some cockamamie story that she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> the the Jesus God came down, and we're joking before you, all you religious people have a laugh at us. But <laughs> in the spirit of Jesus being born, I mean that is just insane. Tell me how you feel about that because I'm not comfortable with that at all. Yeah. Okay. So it depends on how you look at it. Like there is there is an element to like not playing with god a little bit or you're playing with you're playing jesus or I, I don't know you just it feels very uncomfortable like it just feels like you're doing something wrong but on the other end there is lots of people that have lots of problems and, and we've known people that have had lots of problems having children and and it's just awful to watch them want children mm. so bad and not be able to have them so um 
on that side of it, I understand it. Uh, on the very funny side, sounds like a very good investment. <laughs> like, you know, as a half black man, I'd be like, uh, I need a black one yeah, that's yeah. got a good 40 yard dash. It's, he's like, can you test the, <laughs> can you check his vertical? What happens uh, if, if like, you know, you pay for this athletic <laughs> ability and supreme intelligence and it comes out, it's dumb as fuck, right? It can't <laughs> run a 40 yard yeah. dash in an impressive time. Do you take it back? Is it hold on a minute? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this version of Harrington is fat, is out of shape, can't run quickly. You know what I mean? I don't want this child. No, no, no. My 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 issue with it is the world's already overpopulated. I mean, it is not if you ask Elon Musk. Elon well, Musk says that we're not we're not reproducing fast enough. Well, certain countries, I believe, it's gone down. But but if, you, if Brian, if you look up. I mean, the, 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 the rate, the population of the gl world, the globe, I was going to say, the earth, uh, is, is, is going to almost double within a few years or something crazy like that. It's, it's growing all the time. So mm -hmm. we're overpopulated. And there's plenty of babies out there. And you're right, it is, because I know some people that have struggled to conceive a baby. And, and my thoughts and sympathies always, always. And, of course, you know, it could help them. I'm sure they'd be very happy. But there's lots of babies out there that need adopting as well. Do you know what I mean? And just yeah. going down this path. I don't know. It just, it just seems a little... It's, it feels weird. It's a, it's a little weird. As of 2022, it's about 0.84% a year. Down from 2020, which is 1.5%. Uh, Sorry, I'm retarded. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. If, if I ordered a Brian, it would have better uh, <laughs> pronunciation skills or something. Brian, come on, because Brian's got... Before we started the show, Anthony, you know what I Brian's like. You know, mm -hmm. he loves a good tinfoil hat. He believes this is the end of the world. Well, I think this is really, really bad for uh, the future of cl the classism in society. So eventually only the haves will be able to make super babies and then we'll have super people and then we'll have regular people who can't do super shit. And that's that's a clear genetic distinction between the haves and haves nots. And that's mm. not something that we have right now that we absolutely will when this does happen. Well, no, that's actually an interesting point, Brian, because you're right. Because one, so if that does come into play, you know what I mean? Eventually down the line, there'll be this breed of superhumans. Well, the are super spread. babies are going to be reproducing with super babies. And super douchebags. Do you know what and I mean? Anthony, right. I don't know if you've seen Jurassic Park, but like it really does warn us of the... Uh, tampering right. and genetics you know what i'm saying have you seen jurassic park i've seen jurassic park oh my god i see Hell there yeah. we go we yeah, got we, one we got, we got one. one we got one but still yeah no, no i just saw that and i just thought it's the matrix if the matrix has taught us anything it's don't feed don't create baby fun you know what i mean right. have you seen the matrix i have okay good good so yeah yeah anyway whatever we're waffling on uh that is a little sad uh but what was really sad really sad and this isn't a joke was the news of stefan bonner last yeah. week i yeah. couldn't believe it it was oh it was christmas eve i said last mm -hmm. week a couple of days ago yeah christmas eve uh adam hunter uh you know the comedian good mm -hmm. friend he's been on the show he's hosted the show before actually um adam hunter texts me i think he's close with him he said you're not going to believe this mike he said we don't want it on social media or nothing but stefan bonner's passed away and i couldn't believe it i, I was i was really it really affected me it did because I think and you probably saw it as well at the time. Remember, there was that video of him getting arrested at the hospital. Oh, he was trying to yeah. get opioids out of his doctor, things like that. You know, so th th there was warning signs there. And then 
I saw him at the Apex as well sometime sometime earlier this year, and he had a suit on, and I didn't recognize him. He was very, very skinny, very pale. He didn't didn't look himself, didn't look healthy, you know, and I was I was kind of in shock. And then to see this happen, I mean, pff, poor guy. He's got a kid that he named Forrest. No you know, way. But, yeah. Is, wow. Isn't that just just awful on Christmas Eve, man? Yeah. I I didn't I I had had a couple interactions with Stefan, nothing super serious. We weren't obviously close or anything like that, but it it makes me sad because like we're getting to the point in MMA where like you know we're like we're losing some of these legends and and because it just we're, it, the sport is getting older and that's just how and those legends get along get older along with it. It's not like he was old, but forty five. He he obviously meant a lot to the sport and to the UFC and and kind of our history after that, but. It's more so like I, I tell people all the time that this sport can can change your life and and make you or give you the ability to to live a life that you never could have otherwise. And and I think both of us are are proof of that. That I would oh, yeah. I would never be living the life I have now if it wasn't for this sport. It's the only place in society I've ever fit in. Yeah. And and but on the flip side of that, it can ruin and take everything from you it yeah. really can and it's done it to me a little bit at times in my career where mm-hmm. you're at the very the highest of highs and you can be at the bottom of the barrel you know and i just feel like this sport probably took way more from stefan bonner than it gave him and you know we all have been benef- you know beneficiaries of, of what he did and what him yeah. and Forrest did and but i just i just have even even seeing the stories that have come out about him and some of his problems with maybe some some addiction because of some of his health problems and mm-hmm. and i don't want to bring it all up because i'm not here to shit on him but of course I, i've always well, well, felt well, like well, well, well there's nothing wrong with bringing that up because it's not right. shitting on him it's actually yeah. highlighting the struggles that he went through right you know what i mean sorry to interrupt no i just it just it's always even before hearing about him dying it i've just always felt like on the him and forest of just polar opposites you know like Forrest obviously did this, some of the same thing. He had had more success maybe in the UFC than Stefan did, but became champ. Yeah, became champ. But now he's he's giving back to the fighters and working in the PI, and he does a fantastic job there. And, and I just feel like the the sport is given back to him by giving him a position in it to still be relevant and and still continue to guide younger fighters. Whereas Stefan didn't get that opportunity. It I just it sounds I don't know how else to say it. I just feel like us as a whole. I don't want to say us, but like. MMA as a whole, the UFC, you know, as a whole, not the company, but like the sport took a lot from him and mm. he didn't get a lot back. Well, it's the injuries that you're talking about. Injuries, mm. and I'm assuming surgeries, surgeries you get involved or introduced to opioids, they're extremely mm. addictive. I've had my struggles. I'll be honest, I've got the mm. amount of surgeries that I've had, you know, I've got fucking no knees. You know, and that was incredible. And there was a bunch of surgeries before we decided to go with knee replacements. I got the neck surgery, my back issue, my back issue. I mean, I don't want to turn this talking about me, but last week I went to the doctor. They were going to fry the nerve doing an ablation, but they did mm-hmm. a test on it and it didn't help it whatsoever. And the doctor was just mind blown. He can't believe I didn't get any temporary relief because they want to test it first. 
make sure right. they get the right nerve. And, and there was no relief whatsoever. And I said, well, what's the alternative? And he said, the alternative is a very, very invasive, nasty surgery on your back where the recovery is a bitch. He said, and what that means is, because it's one of the lower vertebrae, he said, if you have that surgery, in a few years, you're going to need the same surgery on the vertebrae above. And a few years after that, you're going to need the same surgery on the vertebrae above that. And it's going to keep going until you're all the way up to your fucking neck. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I don't want that. Um, but 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 you're right. That but is that, that's that's the life that a lot of us are. You know, like yours is obviously a little bit worse. But like, I I can understand how people can get addicted to opioids and, and the painkillers. I really can. Like, even my last two surgeries, like the I don't know if it's I'm getting older. Or I'm just not, de- maybe I'm a bigger pussy than I used to be. I'm just not dealing with the surgery pain as well as I used to. And maybe it's just their surgeries are worse than the ones I had previous or whatever. But well, you broke your leg. Yeah, that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, de- it's just not, I'm not dealing with it as well as I used to. And, and so here I am, you know, you're five or six days in, you're like, oh, I need a painkiller. Like, wait a second, I don't have any pain. Like, I'm kind of okay right now. And then you, skin gets all scratchy and crawling yeah, you feel like yeah. shit and like it doesn't take long you get addicted like that oh very very easily that's why i monitor them monitor them so closely when callum's had surgery because yeah. wrestling's a tough sport as well he's been very unlucky he's had a bunch of surgeries and of course with the surgeries come the pain pills and you know they feel good you know especially if you're mixing a few glasses of wine with that as well you're mm-hmm. flying you're having a great time then all of a sudden you are just slowly become dependent on them i had to throw them all away you know, I just yeah. wanted them out of the house because I'm like, shit, we got to stop this. You know what I mean? Right. Cannot continue with this. So I threw him all the way. But Stefan obviously had his struggles. He had his big struggles, and it's so sad to see. Um, do you know what really kind of annoyed me was this video from Sean Strickland yesterday. Sean's always, he always inserts himself. He always has an opinion. And, you know, for the most part, that's what we like about Sean. You know, he is, he doesn't care. He's not pandering to anyone he says what's on his mind and to a certain degree i do respect that but i feel like he was way off the mark uh can you play that video so i'm gonna ramble on about something that just doesn't sit right with me it might not even be coherent but seven barn just died and like my instagram feed google it's like flooded with like pictures of like people like hey this is me and seven barn are training this is we're buddies like we used to hang out back in the day like I'm going to post a picture about him and get double tap likes. But like, man, the Stefan Bonner I know was fucking nuts. He was addicted to opioids. He got arrested, got kicked out of the hospital because they want to give him opioids. He, uh, his gym, his gym went under during COVID. And you know me, I'm an asshole. Like I'm an asshole. I'm not going to post a picture and say rest in peace. I'm an asshole. But you fucking people that like after he died, you post pictures of him in support and all this. Like, well, this man was losing his shit. Where were you? And I'm not saying you had to be there for him, but you weren't there for him then. Don't be there for him now because now he doesn't need it. So, yeah, I mean, look, listen, to a certain degree, I understand his point, but it's just flat out wrong. The reality is that a lot of us are all going through struggles, pain in our personal Mm -hmm. life, and we don't share that. I mean, that's one of the reasons why mental health is such a big focus right now because people don't talk about it, certainly men, you know, and his wasn't a mental health thing from what I understand and what the theory would be is an addiction issue. But to come out and just show our respect, our condolences, our sadness, you know, I don't think it was on, upon us necessarily. What, what, am I in the wrong for having sympathy and feeling for the guy? 
just because I, I did see him and, you know, he's looking at a mess, but what am I going to do? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? We're all, as sad, as sad as it is, we're all living our own lives. We've all got our own things to take care of on a day-to-day basis. And maybe that sounds insensitive. I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? It's only when you realize how bad the problem was in hindsight that it's like shit, but there's nothing wrong with celebrating the man's life and what he achieved and what he meant to this sport. Because if it wasn't for Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin, that final fight, you know, we might not be sitting here as, you know, a former UFC fighter and a current UFC fighter mm-hmm. right now, because that, that first season was a massive reason for the growth of this sport. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm like you. I understand the point that he's trying to make. Uh, I think the timing is is insensitive. Um, but the, I mean, I think that's just Sean. I don't, I, I don't think that he's trying to shit on. Because no. I actually went through the comments to read what some of the people were saying, and he had re, he even to to his credit, to Sean Strickland's credit, he tried to reiterate, like, I'm not trying to shit on the guy. I'm not saying anything no, bad I, about him. He's more I don't talking think he about. Was either maybe the people that he views as just looking for likes and clicks and, Oh, look, look at me, you know, I'm sad or whatever. I think that's what his point was, but I think the timing just it wasn't great, but I, that's the thing. Like what, what if, okay, say I trained with, you know, with Stefan one day at the PI or something, we took a picture. Like I wouldn't be allowed to, to post that picture. Just like what I'm not allowed to be sad. Yeah. You know, like you can't be, I didn't even know Stefan Bonner. And I, and I think it's just, sad in general when someone that's so young passes away and and just had the struggles that he had and and you know again just kind of had his whole life kind of fall apart and and maybe you know what maybe some of that stuff was his fault but that doesn't make it any less sad for me hey listen we're we're all kind of responsible ultimately for our own Mm -hmm. path in life we are masters of our own destiny like you said what what are we supposed to do like sometimes I'm barely able to keep it on the goddamn tracks myself. <laughs> you know? same, same, same here. Same here. <laughs> trying to keep my own shit together, man. And I didn't know Stefan particularly well. I would always say hi, always stop mm-hmm. off a polite little conversation, but that was about the extent of our relationship. I didn't have his phone number or anything like that. Of course I'm sad. You know, it really sends a message, though. I mean, look at this year. We've had Elias Theodore, Anthony Johnson. Stefan yeah. Bonner. There was Orlando Sanchez, a guy that I trained with. Yeah, recently. Uh, yeah. Guy. You know, I mean, that's four. I mean, there's there's many other people passed away this year in the public spotlight. I mean, if that doesn't, and this is kind of a depressing for a Christmassy show, but if that doesn't send the message and make you realize, and I say it all the time, we only get one life. There ain't mm-hmm. no, there ain't no rerun. You know, this ain't no practice run. This is it. This is it. Do you know what I mean? Make the most of it. Live your life. Take chances. Go out there. Live for today because tomorrow is not fucking promised. I tell you that, you know. So anyway, condolences to his whole family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for the memories, you know, some amazing fights, some great performances. Of course, what he achieved with Stefan Bonner in that final fight because that was part of the huge, it was a huge reason for the explosion of mixed martial arts right at the time in 2005 when the company was on the verge of going broke. So. You know, there's nothing wrong with paying our respect and our tributes. And, uh, yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about better help real quick. Listen, you know the deal by now. They've sponsored the show for a long time. They are helping people deal with their demons, deal with addiction, temper, anger, suicidal thoughts, whatever it is, the issues in your life that are holding you back. By signing up to BetterHelp, by going to betterhelp.com slash believe, they will assign you a professional therapist, a professional counselor 
You'll be linked up with somebody within 48 hours. You will do it all over FaceTime or video messaging, whatever you want to call it. So no driving to the other side of town, parking, sitting in waiting rooms, going in for your first appointment. None of that awkwardness. Very convenient. Do it from your couch. Do it in the toilet. Do it wherever you want to do it. It's just on your phone. If you don't like the guy or girl, change very, very simply. You switch counselors whenever you want. And over 1 million people have done this and taken charge of their mental health. So we suggest you do the same. As I say, you know, we all know there's something holding us back. Talking about it will help that in a massive, massive way. Coming into this new year, let's go in as the best version of you, you know, mentally and physically. And often it's what you can't see that needs taking care of the most. What's going on between the ears, the thoughts that you can't escape from. The things that you think about when you're alone, if they're unhealthy, they need to be dealt with. They need to be sorted out by speaking to a professional counsellor and certainly in the most cost effective way. And financial aid is available if you qualify as well. So check it out. Join the over one million people, as I said, and also better help or hiring new counsellors in all 50 states because it's very, very useful and it's working and their business is growing. Check it out. Go to betterhelp.com slash believe, betterhelp.com slash believe. You're going to get 10% off your first order. Good luck with whatever it is. One more time, betterhelp.com slash believe. You're going to get 10% off your first month. Shall we move on? Yeah, probably. It sounds really, doesn't that sound weird to say that? All right, moving on. Yeah, Uh, moving on to some other shit. (laughs) Enough of that crap right now. Marlon Chito Vera. Is 60 seconds late by my counting. Cheeto. Cheeto, Cheeto. Uh, we'll go to number six, Harrington, real quick. This will be a fun little segment for a minute. Uh, if you want there, Harrington. Yes, sir. Number six. Uh- Okay, so uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know the right way to intro this. I guess maybe, um, you know, it, you know, Michael, you have a, a ton of hair, Anthony. Uh, not so much. So you wouldn't have Is to worry it... about this so much. But I am wondering, right? Have <sighs> you ever tread lightly, dealt... my friend? I'm, have you ever dealt with this growing up in martial arts, Brian? If you want to roll tape, yeah, I kind of like it. Break, but if you do, here's the punishment. Never leave your hair the same. <laughs> Does that stuff hurt? I mean, if you do it hard enough, it used to hurt when my dad used to do it. <laughs> anyway, we get the idea. He's whipping them for the hair being too short. What do you think of that, Anthony? It's for too, too, too long. Sorry, yeah. too long. My bad. My bad. Well, there's this uh, there's this hair plug company that's in uh, you know, a cowboy just went there too and and got his hair, his receding hairline or whatever fixed. Um, but I think I'm thinking about doing it unless. I don't know. I, I, hold on, I, I, hold on. I want you, my hair you, back. You, you're going to go in for the hair plugs? Dude, I might. I might. Oh. It's like it's in like Bulgaria or something. Oh, I was just there. I know the place yeah. well. Speaking of a guy that has many frequent different hairstyles. I'm on with great hair. Here you go. My there guy. he is. I'm on with great hair. Here you go. It is Vera, known as Cheeto. What's going on, Cheeto? Nothing much. Just same, same. Eating goods. Training hard and can't wait. Couple more weeks to fucking kick some ass. There we go. Hey, hey, so so yesterday, Anthony, uh, we went out for dinner last night. We're driving down the motorway, the freeway, and uh, I get a FaceTime. I think it was from Perillo. It was, was it from you? me. 
Oh, it was picked up. What do you mean? I picked. I picked up straight away. You pick up his call. You didn't pick up my call. We're next to each other. So that says a lot about. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. It's no. okay. I was driving on the freeway, bro. Bro, you pick up his quick. Mine went fully. Every single ring went through. But it's okay. Next no. time you call, I'm gonna just be like this. No, no, no. That wasn't the case at all. I'm driving on the freeway. You call, right? And I thought I can't pick up. And then Perillo calls. And I'm like, well, clearly they're together because they're quite the two little, you know, there's an expression in England. We call them bum chums. You're a couple of little bum chums. I'm like, they're both FaceTiming me. Maybe there's an issue. Maybe they need me to protect them. They need Big Banky B to save the day. So I answer, uh, Anthony, and there's Rockhold, Cheeto, Perillo on Christmas Day in a what looked to be a garage, a garage. Was it a garage? We're, we're, we're in Perillo's garage just talking shit. Just talking. Perillo was hammered. He, he could hardly string his sentence together. He had a pair of headphones on. You guys were having fun, were you? Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas, brother. Yeah. I finished training and I went, I went straight to his house and we just sit down in the garage for a couple of hours and just talk shit. Nice, nice, nice. How was your day? It was good. It was good. Uh, training today. Kids happy for Christmas Day. They got a couple of goodies and pretty much just keeping it up. Yeah, do you do you hate training through? I hate training through the holidays. I can't stand it. I like since I was a little kid, I give zero fucks about holidays. I'm not excited about Christmas or my birthday or <laughs> I'm just as a father, I make the kids happy. I right. I do the whole Santa Claus thing. I make them write the letter, but that's for them. On Christmas Day, I wrestle, I lift weights. On Christmas Eve, I ran like probably eleven miles. I was just I don't eleven miles. Yeah, and that's because I already caught my fourteen miles because I'm in camp, out of camp. Mm-hmm. So out of camp last week when I didn't have a fight. I run 14 miles on Sunday. Wow. 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 That's amazing. Well done, buddy. Um, what did you get the missus or the kids? Did you get them anything nice yesterday? Um, the kids got up. They asked for clothes, shoes, um, early couple toys, couple couple like Barbies and dolls, some, some shit like that. Nacho got uh just clothes and shoes. They they don't they don't really do much toys anymore these days. They want clothes, they want oh mm-hmm. and Ellie literally asked for the same shoes I have, so we match now. Oh nice. Nice. What Smith. uh yeah, well I was I was thinking like how do you because I want to talk about the fight so damn bad, but what do you what do you think about when you like look at fighting Corey Sandhagen? It seems like you kind of dealt with a bunch of funky ass styles like O'Malley's got a different style and and Dominic Cruz is impossible to 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 try to deal with or emulating training camp you know what i mean so then now you got another funky ass difficult style or do you just look at them all the same honestly at least since i'm with Perillo my best approach is like i don't worry too much about tall small you know we do like, for example, if I'm fighting a small compact guy, we, we spar a small compact guy, right? Now we're fighting a tall, lanky guy. We will bring into a couple times a week a guy 
pretty much his size. But the real, real uh, approach that I learned from him, it's more like if I put up on layers in between fights, by the time I'm in camp, I'm like levels ahead that I was a fight before. So, you know, the guy can be tall or small. My job is going to be sharper. My right hand is going to be stronger. You know, my body shots, my kicks, like I'm just a little better than that I was for the cruise fight. And yes, now I have to fight a big guy. You know, I just got to be patient and, and, and find my range with him because at the end of the day, I can have all the sparring in the world. When you go and fight it and fight the guy and that's, that's guy's in front of you, doesn't matter how many tall guys you spar. This is a brand new tall guy that you got to figure it out. So it's pretty much mental. I don't, mm. I don't really right. worry about my opponent's size or what he does. I'm more worried about make sure I'm in shape, which, which I am, and just keep my mind right till February 18th. But right. hey, when you're after, I can my mind can be a mess, but the 18 will be right. Well, you're you're obviously training all the time. You you never take off any time at all. Do, Not at all. Do you take do you take off of like do you back off of some of your broadcasting stuff and take a break from some of that when you're focused on a fight? That's the only thing I change. The moment I sign a fight, I don't do commentary anymore. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if. If even if I if I if I have a schedule like couple weeks and I sign a fight, I call the producer. I'm like, take me off. I'm not doing it. Not a chance. Yeah, yeah. As you say, you know, you're always training, but you know, you're gonna have to up those miles. Fourteen mile runs, Cheeto. Come on, you gotta up those numbers, brother. I want you to be in shape. Uh, all jokes aside. Yeah. So with this guy, he's tall, he's long, he's rangy, he's a creative striker. I'm assuming it's be all the way in in the pocket or all the way out, never in that middle range where he can catch you where you can't catch him. I'm assuming you're going to sprinkle in some takedowns here and there maybe because you are a very, very good grappler with a lot of great submissions on your record. But after this fight, assuming that you go through Corey Sandhagen, you are declared the winner, whatever way it comes, you got to be thinking title fight next after that. A thousand percent. And... And the guys that I have been beating is either former world champions or like top five guys. So, you know, probably for myself, I have a little longer uh, road, but it is what it is. You know, it's life. Some, some people have an easier road, uh, a shorter road. I have a longer road. So at the end of the day, life is hard for everybody. So, but I really believe with a solid win on this guy, I'm fighting for the belt regardless you know all this hype thing you know who got who got more views who got less views doesn't fucking matter you go in there and you put the lights out the views just come to your way so i'm just you know i'm just plugging away what do you think of the the mess that's kind of going on at the top with suhudo and o'malley and aljo and, and i mean like it seems so weird to me to see everybody kind of talking about o'malley deserving to fight for the title or is he going to fight for the title when like doesn't seem like people mention the fact that you finished that guy so yeah do you think that'll insert you into that conversation and maybe change it a little bit oh um, i feel i'm in that conversation is everything is a matter of you know they all start playing with dates and they all start holding position and 
that's why when they come for this fight, I was like, yeah, I take it. You know, is mm-hmm. I don't I don't see it as a negative thing. I don't see it as a, as a going backwards thing. It's just another day in the office, putting more reps and just getting more experience. Like if I'm healthy, why sit down? Like there's there's a bag of money to go and grab. So why not? You know, keep advancing and I'm beating I'm beating legit guys. It's not like they're like building my career and shit like that. So the experience I have right now, you can buy that. You can get that. So you can only get it through walking the walk and I'm getting calmer in there. I'm getting better in there. So, you know, well, well, all these guys just act like a bunch of cons. I'm just going to keep getting better. And by the time I get to them, it's going to be night night. That's how you know that he's training with Perillo a lot and hanging out with him. When he starts using foul language like that, my word, Cheeto, we are a classy family show. Um, <laughs> also, also, if I'm not mistaken, ESPN... Most improved fighter of the year, is that correct? Yeah, that's 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 a hundred percent thanks to Mr. Jason Perillo. Like I started working with him, my language gets better, my <laughs> technique got even better. So props to coach right there because this I have a long career, but this is the first time I get an award if I'm not wrong. So we gotta get we got gotta get Anthony Smith down there. Yeah, Come I was on, just man. gonna I was just gonna say, um I've talked to Perillo a couple times and, and we always talk about, you know, Hey, we gotta, you know, you gotta get, you know, gotta get you down here. I want to do some training. I thought it was going to be a little weird there for a while with, with Rockhold being there too. And I didn't want to like cause any waves or anything, but now it seems like Rockhold and I are, we've kind of buried the hatchet and put that behind us. But I am curious though. I hear anyone that's trained with Perillo. I hear them say kind of the, the exact same thing about how good he is. What, what makes him so different? I'm genuinely I, curious. I cutting all the bullshit, no hyping up nobody. It's just it's just a mindset. He really cuts all the bullshit. Like all of these gyms have like a system and a little pedicure bullshit that you just like you just buy time. You mm-hmm. you just make your guys sweat more. A, a guy like Perito told you, you wanna fucking sweat, go in the sun. Like sometimes we train for thirty minutes. But mm-hmm. the comparison I do is like eating like a high dense nutrient food versus junk food. I've been in other gyms. I've been in many gyms and everybody does the same shit. They all run like idiots around. They warm up. They glob up. They do one, two, three, back and forth for like two hours. You don't learn shit. You go with him, all of a sudden you learn how to fight. Um, and I give him props on... I said this before, after my, my, my first main event, I would probably never get here if I don't have somebody like that just to give me the, the most important puzzle and it's just get me better. I work hard. I make sure I'm healthy. I make sure I do my wrestling. I make sure it, I'm always making sure I do my part. But the, 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 the captain type of part, like somebody tell you how to execute things, he just, I used to tell people like he just, he just does it different. He, mm. He have the right mind and he really doesn't make you do any bullshit in the gym. There's gyms in the past that I was doing things. I'm like, did I really doing this? Okay, whatever. Let's keep doing it. And then everybody's go, go, go. I was like, yeah, go, go, go. You go, motherfucker. He used to tell you a small, detailed things. And, you know. You yeah, yeah. 
if I can jump in there, like, like if you were to watch, you'd be like, there's nothing revolutionary here. There's nothing different or whatever. But it's 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 a lot of it's on the mindset, the mental aspect. Of course, technically, he's going to improve your boxing, your striking, your awareness, your footwork, all these type of things. But it's he just really gets you dialed in mentally for a fight. Obviously, the training, the sparring, and all the rest of it, stuff that normal coaches can do. But he does it to a very high level. But it, but this this is it made the biggest difference to me with the mind. Um, but speaking of this, pointing at one of these ahead, we were just saying before you came on, should Anthony Smith get hair plugs? Because you know you can grow a lovely head of hair if right. you want look to. At this. I mean, look at me. Oh you know, my gosh, Anthony's it's not great. He's going to get hair per- plugs. Me personally, if I get there, I just just shave every three days, like Joe Rogan or Dana. I usually do. I usually I, do. It's a little long now because of the holidays. I'm not a fan of the putting back hair. Like I just feel it's weird. Like I'm like it is. It is. Like, just let it go. Like <laughs> for an example, I'm full covered on tattoos, right? The moment mm. I'm fully done, I'm not gonna put shit on top of other shit. I'm using it's done. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that's a that's a good question. You know, if you wanna do it. And if you feel you will look better, go for it. Fucking go for it. <laughs> Cowboy. Yeah, see, the same people that did Cowboys reached out and they were like, look, they gave like a before and an after. So they took like a picture off my Instagram with me bald and then like photoshopped hair on me. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Was that before Cerrone was juiced up or after? <laughs> He's looking big. He's looking He's jacked. looking big. Hey, look- Cheeto, speaking of tattoos, uh, the the bym page the twitter page you know asked like does anyone have any questions for cheeto and i got like i kept getting notifications on my twitter everyone wants to know if you got a new tattoo recently i finished my bag a couple weeks ago but i didn't do nothing crazy was just like clouds and light so i did three sessions with mr cartoon and then the last session was just like details just like make it look nice in the square Mm -hmm. Mm. nice Nice, nice, nice. Um, New Year's Eve. What are the plans, Cheeto? Obviously, you're in training camp now. What is that? Eleven Probably miles. Seven miles. weeks. Seven that weeks. Something like that. Pretty much. Yeah, like New Year's Eve. You know, dinner with the family. Couple, you know, fireworks for the kids, oh. and you know, go to bed. Like, so, so wholesome. So wholesome. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be drinking heavily. Heavily, with Perillo, hopefully. So what we're saying is that Anthony Smith is going to come down. You're going to stay at my house. We're going to do a few, a bunch of BYM episodes in person mm-hmm. live. And yeah. we're going to go down train at Cheetos Gym with Perillo. And we'll get some work in and maybe oh, I'll get in shape. That'd be sweet. When is that happening? I don't know. Anthony he, Smith, my, you tell just, me. Michael Bisming just planned it. I, I, think, did. I think with Ruggle in the gym and Anthony... I they can they can push each other, they can be the share of each other. What am I, I fucking invisible, Cheeto? I can't I, do anything. I, I think Rockhold and me would be really good training partners. I honestly okay, okay. I don't want to be Am I fucking invisible? <laughs> two artificial knees, one artificial eye. Do you coach? Tell us what to do. Bro, bro. I number one, number, number one, I I whip your ass <laughs> every know. time I'm down there, bro. I know. Okay. So, I, so I don't give me this that. fucking coaching nonsense. Don't lay me out to pasture just yet, okay? <laughs> There's still life in this old dog, Cheeto. Get your fucking hey, ass down here, Anthony. I Bring your mouthpiece, that. your fucking 16-ounce gloves. We'll go to war, brother. 
broken back or not, I'll take you all on. Mark my goddamn words, Keto Vera. <laughs> I'm not coming when you come in there. I'm a, I'm a... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what oh, else is new, man. Cheeto? Anything before we let you go, buddy? We won't oh, keep you too long. Just, you know, family good, training hard, jumping in the ice bath every other day. Ooh. Every months. other day. Every like like four times a week, I jump with that motherfucker for five minutes. You see, Joe Rogan is doing that shit every single morning. Yeah, yeah. Like if Man. I would, if I wouldn't train the way, like the amount of things I do in the day, that's a great thing. Like for a guy like Joe, right? Which mm -hmm. is a su successful businessman, podcast, and he's not doing anything professional in a way like athlete was because he used to be like a high level mm -hmm. taekwondo guy. Doing that every day probably satisfies that. Uh, because we used to do shit all day, every day. When we retire, yeah. you don't want to sit on the couch and watch TV. So jumping the ice will probably calm down your demons for the, the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm awesome. going to get one. I'm going to get one because my back, that will help with that majorly. Uh, oh, hey, Bispin, I run 13 miles, right? I come back home, rehydrate, relax. I wait like an hour or two hours, and I jump in that thing. The next day, I'm not sore. Yeah. That thing is no crazy. Kidding. Well, that's because you run all the time as well, so your body's that's used to it. Cool, but like, but, but, but how, how long do you sit in the, the ice bath for? Everything is a process, right? My first time, I last probably two seconds. But now, like, I, I get to five minutes easy. Like, I just jump. The, it's only the first minute or two. After that, after that, it actually starts to feel warm in a weird way, doesn't it? The skin starts yeah. to mm -hmm. because you Because you just accept it. You're just like, yeah, fuck it. It's yeah. a... Oh, but it's good for me. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get one of those like real super fancy ones. I bet, like, I bet Cheeto probably has. Yo, really? Yeah, I gotta get one of those. Yeah, I have the. I can, I can send the number of the owner to you too, and you guys talk to him. Yeah, yeah no, please do. Maybe we'll do a little Instagram. We'll do a little BYM yeah. video of it. We'll get one for free. Uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I want as well, Cheeto. Cheeto's got the sauna at the house. I'm trying to get a sauna, but the problem oh, yeah. is they take months to deliver, and then you've got to get someone to put it together. But that's what I want because I've got a hot tub and a pool, and I've got the gym in the garage. And I'm going to get the sauna and the ice bath. That's what I have here. It's great, man. Yeah. I don't have to go to anywhere to do my sauna or ice, but do it here. Is one of the best investments I probably ever did. In terms of recovery, that helps me. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's great. All right, then. All right. Um, well, I guess we'll say goodbye, Cheeto. You've offended <laughs> me. You know, I, all, all I'm good for these days is coaching. Okay? Hey, <laughs> let the guy that is fighting fight. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to set him on rock hold. I'll, I'll have a little bit. Last time me and Anthony Smith trained together... I tapped him out, okay? So we're never going to roll again. Because That's actually true. <laughs> so I, I'm dining well, out. Cheeto, I was like, Cheeto, I was like 20 years old. Was, well, he forgets to put well, that part well, in. When we move, he thinks we're the same weight and throw big punches. I'm like, yo, relax. I tap you. I, I, I give you little taps, little love taps, bro. <laughs> you fucking throw at me. <laughs> um, uh, just, just quickly on this, uh, Aljamain Sterling's talking about if he beats Henry Cejudo, he's going to go up to 145 pounds. What do you think of that? I think he's too big for make the weight class. He's cutting that much weight is cheating to me. I'm like, you're kind of like a pussy if you cut that much weight because you want to be bigger and stronger. Because he really doesn't hurt nobody, but he makes you carry his weight, take you down. Like, 
I'm 155 pounds in or out of camp. I feel that's like a natural 135 pounder. And I'm still thinking I got a shed lot of weight because 20 pounds is a lot. Mm-hmm. That motherfucker weighs like 170, 180 pounds when he's eating fucking God knows what. And yeah, you can make that weight. That, that's why he's been KO unconscious because the amount of weight he got. I'm like, if you touch him, he, he might go down. So I, I, got, I got two more quick questions I want to ask you about. Cejudo versus Aljamain. How do you see that going down? I believe Cejudo got a little more speed and have a better striking base. I just think Sterling is just too big for him. Like, he's going to shoot a shitty shot, but the strength is going to make him go to him and make him carry his weight. Because even Cruz was able to get to Cejudo's legs. I'm like, mm-hmm. you can be Olympic, whatever you are, but this is MMA. If I mm-hmm. punch in the face, you're not this problem. So it's a different animal. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, hold on, I went blank. I was listening to what you said, and I had two questions. One, Cejudo versus... Sterling. Aljamain mm-hmm. Sterling. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, last one. TJ Dillashaw. Do you believe he's retired, or do you think he's playing this trick, this game, with coming out of the testing pool, take steroids, recover, and then come back in? What do you think's going on there? Fuck, you know, if he comes back, will be weird, right? Just because he tests positive already. And he says he's, he's retiring for good. So, because it's crazy. The moment you retire, you're out of the pool. I'm like, at least test the guy for a year. I don't know. Or anybody, right? But who knows? I, I really believe even if even if you start at random test you, they can only test you from six to six. So, if you have money and a decent doctor, I'm, I believe people are still cheating until this day. I mm-hmm. really believe that. Me too. I, I heard there's drugs you can take and literally overnight kind of like disappear. I'm like, you can go for vacation. You can go like, like you said it's effective, but I'm like, are you started testing people in the fucking, in, in a third world country or deep down in fucking, I don't know, Russia? I don't know. I live in fucking California. They come to my house all the time. but. I would probably rather die than cheat. So mm. that's just me, right? Mm-hmm. It's go- not just you. It's Anthony as well and myself. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain... I, I don't think it's fair to say there's a lot of people that would cheat, but I think that the people that kind of have our mentality... I don't know. What do you get, What do you two think? What percentage of people do you think have that I would rather die than cheat? How many people, Anthony? I think it's know? way less than the ones that are willing yeah. to take help to grow some muscles and look better and feel better. And again, it's not easy to wake up and do this amount of work. I actually crave for this. I love this. I'm a high energy person. Most people that do drugs, they can do three, four times a day practice and feel great. But also there's people that every other month, something is popping up. Oh, this hurt, this break. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that's just weird, right? If I run this amount, Spar on Monday, wrestle on Tuesday, and you know I'm not knocking on wood, but my my body's not falling apart. It means because I'm natural. Mm. Yeah, you know I I had this conversation with Dominic Cruz, um, in Vegas at the pay per view, and he had seen that I had brought up the stuff with Connor being out of the pool and then coming back and all that stuff, and he had like a really a really good question. He was like, "Are 
are you mad at Connor for cheating? Or are you mad because these other guys get a injury proof and heal faster than we do? Like, is, is it really the cheating thing? Or are you mad because you don't get the same, the same benefit? Or, or because you didn't think of it? Is that kind of what he meant? No, it's more like, are, are you mad because they're cheating? Or are you mad because they're doing something that you're not allowed to do? And it was actually a really good question. Like, I, and it came down to it's because they're cheating and getting an advantage that I don't get to have. You know, like, it's not, I don't care about the muscles. I don't care about the weightlifting. I don't care about the punching power. I, I don't care about any of that shit. But being able to heal faster and not be out as long and that's, that's a and, great advantage other people have. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to injury proof yourself where your ligaments are stronger, your, your joints are stronger. Like that shit pisses me off. If I file the USADA thing and I'm like, hey guys, I'm going to be on, I don't know, on Big Bird on the weekend and I give him the address of the exactly house. I can fucking go for a walk in the woods and they will never find me. So I'm like, mm -hmm. this USADA thing really works? Uh, maybe, maybe not. Because it's like, they have my home address, but if I'm training, they have to wait here until I come back. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure doctors can tell you, like, just make sure they don't test you in the next three hours and you'll find. Right. So they you go hide out for three hours. Like, it's, that's the thing. Like, it's possible for sure. And I think Cheeto's right. I think that there's a, a much smaller amount of people that are like us than we'd like to believe. You know what I mean? I feel they should be testing anytime. They can come two in the morning. They can come 12 at night because them. That changed a lot. You don't have that six to sip gap. I'm like, I, before, if I have a headache and somebody gives me a Tylenol, I take a picture, send to Novisky, and I say, like, hey, bro, yes or no? Good, go for it. Like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm in the doctor, my elbow or my shoulder, whatever hurts. They want to do PRP. And I know that's legal. He says, PRP is fine. Don't do peptides. And I'm like, and I'm, I have my conversation with him. I haven't deleted since like, 2016 mm -hmm. because i don't fuck around like anything anything even even i know thorn we can do anything for thorn but besides that i text him or call him for fucking anything mm. I, don't even, I don't even take supplements because i'm too afraid of something being tainted i take two things for thorn and I have taken the thorn stuff. I guess I've done the thorn stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was talking to my back doctor last week, and he said, in terms of supplements, he said, number one, the majority of stuff out there is garbage and doesn't help you at all. And then obviously mm -hmm. some of it is tainted. And he said, thorn, for anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about here, is a brand of supplements. Apparently, number one, they're FDA approved. They're, they're very, very, you know, they do what they set out to say. Because a lot of them say, promise a lot of shit and don't do anything. Don't yeah. help you with recovery. But more importantly, you're not going to test positive on a test with Thorn products. We are going to let you go on this, Cheeto. We have a quiz, a video question from a believer. I don't know what it is. Brian, would you like to come on and pose the question? Forget one of the best guests of the year, friend of the show, multiple. Cheeto never says no. He, he, he says straight away, a big smile on the face, even though I don't pick up his phone calls i ignore him <laughs> he gives me no credit you know but brian are you there i am here and oh. uh and we got a question here from uh abby wagoneer old abby hey bym pod my name's abby you might know me better as the fight space one on twitter and me and my recording buddy sebastian here have got a question for cheeto michael and anthony 
We want to know what the moment was for you that made you realize that MMA was your sport. For me, it was the first time that I ever sparred at my very first MMA gym. I got punched in the mouth during one of the rounds and cut my lip. And then my coach at the time walked into the cage with a paper towel, wiped the blood off my face, and without even blinking, told me, don't bleed on the mats. So what was that moment for you? I also have a question for Anthony. I wanted to find out if you had received the package that I sent for your Bits and Bobs request and what your reaction was to opening that up because I, I have to imagine it was pretty funny. All right, Cheeto, what was the big moment for you when you thought to yourself, MMA, this is the one for me? Okay, I was, I was born a street fighter. I was on the street fight weekly, right? And when I was like around 15 years old, I was I was on my friend's house and and we were like finishing skateboarding and we just hanging out and his brother was in the room just watching videos and it was loud and he was screaming. I was like, what the fuck is doing? So we opened the door. He was watching highlights of Pride FC. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like are are are, are they real? Like and we watched privacy highlights for a couple hours and I told myself fighting the crowd the blood I was like I want to be a fucking fighter and that moment I told myself I think I find my fucking job I think I find my because the day before that I was lost I was just getting in trouble doing everything that they told me not to do I would do it and that day I was like where to go and really that was the day I was like I'm fighting I'm gonna be a fighter nice and I think a lot of us can relate to that. We'll let Anthony answer his question when you've gone. But Cheeto, I want to say you're you're a regular on the show. But more importantly than that, love you as a brother, as a friend. I love watching your career. Love seeing the improvements. Uh, and I look forward to see, seeing you take that belt this year. And then the response when you go back to Ecuador as champion of the fucking world. And there's a huge parade in the streets of Carabarabarara, whatever the capital is. I don't know. What's the capital of Ecuador? Ito. Ito. <laughs> Brother, thank you very much. Hope you had a great Christmas with your family. Anthony Smith, any parting words for the great Cheeto Vera? Yeah, man. I just look forward to watching you fight, man. I, I, I love myself. I love me a Cheeto Vera fight. So. Uh, train your ass up, brother. We'll see you soon. I will. Thank you, guys. See, see you soon. Take I'm going to come down there and whip your ass. Oh, come on, Mike. You've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. Come on. Take care. There he is. What a guy. What a guy. Love uh, that so guy. Who was that? Uh, what was the name? Abby? Abby? That Abby. Was the question. Abby. Mm -hmm. The bits and bobs. Did you get the bits and bobs from her? So I got a bunch of them, like, like five or six at the same time. And then um, there's a whole nother group of packages I got to pick up. So ah. I probably haven't opened hers yet. Basically, what you're saying is you're so popular and you just get sent so much stuff. You just haven't. No, I, I've been yet. out of town. I've been out of town. So I got to. No, I know. I gave the address to the gym. So I, like when I gave the address, it wasn't my house, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was the gym. So they're all in my coach's uh, office. So I got to go pick up the. The last part of Well, we look forward to seeing them on the walls. All right, let's talk about Shopify really quick. If you're a businessman, if you're an entrepreneur, if you have something that you sell, regardless of what it is, and you're not online, if you don't have an e-commerce function, if you're not selling to everyone on the planet via the beauty of the internet, well, then you're missing a trick and you're not maximizing your potential as a salesman, as a business, as an entrepreneur. But to be fair to a lot of people, getting online sounds expensive. 
sound, sounds time consuming and very, very complicated. You know, you've got to hire a website designer. You've got to have lots of meetings. You've got to facilitate an e-commerce site. You've got to speak to the bank about receiving payment methods. Well, Shopify takes care of everything for you. By the way, it also has 24-7 customer support. Free on-demand business courses are also available. It instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. So that's a big one. And as I say, it's very cheap, cost-effective. And before you know it, you are online selling to everyone in this country or potentially in the world. So as I say, you know, if you're not doing this, what are you doing? Get a hold of yourself. Once your store is live, Shopify makes getting paid simple, as I say, by accepting every single type of payment. Shopify grows with your business anywhere thanks to the endless list of integrations and third-party apps, stuff like, you know, Facebook, TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, literally everything you can think of from on-demand printing to accounting to chatbots, everything that you need to customize your business to your needs, it's already there. It's available to you with Shopify and you can try it out for free. Yes, a free trial. All you got to do, go to shopify.com slash believe. You can start selling to your customers online today. You get a two-week free trial by going to shopify.com slash believe. Two-week free trial. Sell to the world. Make some more money. Check it out. Shopify.com slash believe. All right, I'm looking at the notes here. Harrington, if there's one that you feel that jumps off the page, but number four, Hamzat Chimaev, he says he can't find a fight. He says that the UFC have offered him four different opponents, but no one will sign on the dotted line to face him. He also doubled down on wanting to fight Alex Pereira, pointing out that someone who's not even UFC caliber has beaten Paul Tan, while Kamza has never lost in his life. So he's talking shit about Pereira. So what, he got beat in, I think it was his UFC debut. You, you know, a lot of people have made his that M mistake. His, M his MMA debut. In his MMA debut. Sorry, pardon yeah. me. Uh, but Hamza said he's had four opponents offered. Haven't you any idea who those four opponents were? But what do you think of that, Anthony? I uh, li listen. Uh, Hamzat's in a weird spot right now. He, this is the shitty part that no one tells you about when you start getting into the top five of a, of a division. If you're trying to fight for a title, that only leaves you a couple guys that you're able to kind of fight. It, it's, it just leaves you in a weird spot because you don't want to fight too far down. None of those guys, like it was easy. I don't know who's at ten or eleven or twelve or whatever. But even if they offered one of those guys, like it's not necessarily fair when they're trying to climb their way up to the rankings. There's a process that you're supposed to go through. You slowly climb your way up the rankings. But if they got a guy like Hamzat that's not doesn't have an opponent, or people at the that are in the top five don't want to fight him, or they're booked, sometimes they'll start offering further down. You can't expect some of those guys to take a fight with him. Like it's going to derail their own process if they're trying to slowly you know, stair-step their way to the uh, to the top five or to, towards the title. You can't give, like, number 10 or 11, number two, who's good enough to be the champion of the world. Like, it's... I, I understand his frustration, but that's kind of the... That's what happens when you have a couple fights and then you beat a number two guy in the world. Now you're the guy that people are avoiding. You You just essentially... I don't remember where he was ranked when he fought Gilbert, but <clears throat> again, let's just pretend it's 10. He jumped from 10 to 2 or 12 to 2 or whatever it was. You just skipped over potentially seven fights that would have taken you to get there typically. So now, now you're kind of in this holding pattern. Playing devil's advocate, though, or devil's avocado, um, 
So what he did there, he went from 10, 2 or 3, whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, He's given the opportunity if if it is some lower ranked people, and when I say lower ranked, you're still highly ranked if you're ranked in five to ten. But he's given them that same opportunity to jump over some other people, and we should be looking for the right fights. Uh, but the question that I've got when I say the right fights, I mean, yeah, you do want to fight logical fights. There's no point saying I want to fight this guy if you're not ready for him. You get your ass kicked, you lose a ranking, you fall down in the court of public opinion, and it affects the trajectory of your career. That's why you need a good manager. But as I say, the question that I'm interested in is that I thought it was all but a done deal with Colby Covington. Hamzat versus Colby in London as the co-main event between a potential fight of Leon Edwards and Kamara Usman, right? Of course, there's still, there's still this, is, is, he, is the hand damaged or not? Is he having surgery? Ali Abdelaziz says that Kamara isn't having hand surgery. That was a few weeks ago. But I still haven't seen an announcement of that fight. You know, it's getting close. March 18th is the date. It hasn't been yeah. announced yet. Um, but I would have thought Colby versus Hamza as the co-main event. Number one, a ridiculous fight card. Talk about a great main and co-main. Also, someone gets injured in the main. There's someone there in the co-main to step up. And we've seen the UFC do have a... They've, they've kind of started a somewhat a tradition of doing that where they can. Like, look at what just happened at 282. Perfect opportunity. Who was it? Yiri got injured. The co-main event became the main event. So that was a very, very smart bit of matchmaking to have them on the same card. But, you know, I mean, who do you think these people were that he saved four opponents? I mean, if Colby's not happening... Colby, for sure. He's got to be one of them, which I can't understand him turning that down. Uh, Then who else is in the rankings? That would be... Not Gilbert. Harrington, if you have anything to add, jump in here. Yeah, let me me jump and look at these rankings really quick. Because, like... There's not Wonder that Boy's many out. people. Uh, I think Wonder Boy doesn't. That wouldn't really make any sense because he's injured. No, I know. That, that's what I just yeah. said. I said he's injured. He's having hand surgery, I think. Bilal, well. but Bilal's been calling for that fight for a long time. See, Bilal, that stylistically, Bilal and Hamza would be a great fight. It and makes Bilal, a lot of sense. Bilal wants that fight that's going to get him and earn him that title fight. Now, they need to offer that shit to Shavkat Rachmanov. That's that is the fight. Offer that goddamn fight too. I mean, Shavkat Rachmanov is also undefeated. What was what he ranked at now? Shavkat, just go down. Like there he 10. is. And where's Hamza? He's number one. I mean, Bilal Muhammad would make a lot of sense. I mean, he's I know, a Hamza's massive... three? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Man, that just seems massive... hard to be- it seems hard to believe. Could you pull that back up, Brian? I'm sorry. I mean, I would just, just finish that point on Bilal. He's on a massive win streak. He deserves a title fight. Yeah. But, but... He needs that big breakout performance over somebody like a Hamzat Chimaev. Once you beat a Hamzat, you cannot deny the man. Listen, great win over Sean Brady. Of course it was. But again, you know, he's not one of the superstars of the division. Sorry, Anthony, you were going to say something. No, 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 no. I was just looking, like, as you go down it, like, Usman, obviously, he's trying to fight for the title. Colby, that's probably one of them. Yep. Bilal, I don't see him turning that down. Gilbert Burns, I don't, I don't see that turning turning it down. Stephen Thompson's injured. Jeff Neal has a fight. Sean Brady's probably too far down. Um, Rachmanov, though. I Rachmanov, mean, come on. you've got the Shavkat versus the Hamzat. It's the there battle of the undefeated. I think Shavkat's something like 15 or 16 and all. That and dude's good. good. He's so he's, good. He's that's a my, dark that's my hot take. Of, that's my hot take of the day that someday we're going to see like a trilogy fight for the title between 
Rachmanov and Chemayev. All right, all right. New segment alert. Well, not new segment, but I'm just going to go. It's going to go off. We're, we're doing this. It's not in the notes. It's not discussed. Uh, bring up the rankings again, please, Brian. We'll do this. This time next year, Anthony, and we'll all get a choice. We'll all do this. We'll all make a pick. The champion of each division this time next year. And if you're watching at home, we want you to play along as well. And yeah. we'll, hold, we'll hold us all accountable to this. So Ooh. we'll start off with Davidson, uh, the, the um, flyweight champion. This time next year, who's it going to be? I'll lead the dance. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Davidson Figueredo. I see. I think it'd be Moreno. All right, Brian and Harrington. Uh, I'm going to say Menel Cape. Oh, hot take, hot take. He's, right yeah, on. he's good, though. He and is good. He's, he's got a top six fight coming up. That puts him right within striking distance. think people are going to be done with uh, Figueredo versus Moreno. He's hold, on, hold on, hold on. Al pretty good, too. Har- Harrington, Harrington, I will say this. We have a lot of weight classes to get through. We just need a, <laughs> a pig. We need a concise little sentence or two on the reason why. Then we got to move on. Otherwise, it's going to be a seven-hour-long podcast. We've got women's weight divisions. We've got the, is there a 45, 145-pound weight class there or not? Lots of weight classes. You've said your pick. Now shut up. Bantamweight, my pick. I, wait, oh, I Brian. still think wait, we have a couple years left of Moreno, uh, David's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I think see. we have a couple years left of that. Seven more fights. But, Brian, did you make a pick? <laughs> I don't. Did, Brian, did you make one? I think it's going to be Brandon Moreno or Davidson Figueredo. Like it's going to be one of those that's, dudes for the next four years. You just years. need one name. That's one it. name. One name. One name. Let's go with Moreno next Jesus year. Jesus Christ, that was like pulling teeth. I'm uh, sorry. Right, bantamweight division. I'm just going to start it off. Cheeto Vera this time next year. Cheeto rules the roost. What say you, Harrington at the top? We're going to go down the list. Mm. Quick. This time next year, I'm going to say Sean O'Malley, 2024 Cheeto. All right, I'm going to tell uh, Cheeto that you said that. Brian, who do you say? Yeah, probably Sean O'Malley. Uh, I think they're going to push him. We no, just I'm, had I'm, Cheeto on the show, guys. I, honestly, this isn't just saying this because Cheeto was on the show. I truly believe if you look at everyone above Cheeto, I would pick Cheeto over every single one of those guys. Mm, yeah, I think it's Cheeto. I, I think but Cheeto no, no, beats no, no, everybody. No, 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 you don't. You just said that this time next year, it's O'Malley. Whatever, whatever. Uh, um, moving up to 45. I mean, I think we it's all know, I think we it's all still Volkanovski. It's <laughs> I think. We know the answer. <laughs> Are we all agreed on Volkanovski there? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I say, I, no, I'm going to say he vacates, doesn't come back down to 45. Arnold Allen is the new champion at 145. Oh, interesting take, Hamilton. Yeah. I like that. That's good. That's good. All right. Is that Makachev at lightweight? One of the best pound-for-pound fighters fighting Volkanovski. This time next year, I mean, when you look at the list of people, he beat Oliveira. I think he'd probably take care of Poirier a similar way to the way Khabib did. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Islam. I think Volk has both belts at the end of next year. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. There's a chance, you know. There's a chance. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, though. I have a lot of belief in Benil. Mm. I think if Volkanovsky beats Makachev, I think Benil beats Volkanovsky. Interesting. So That's I'm going to say Volkanovsky. Or no, I'm going to say Benil Darius, sorry. Benil Darius getting some love. I like that. Harrington, did you make a pick? No, I'm also going to go with Volkanovski. 
Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, I've got uh, simply because last time I said that uh, one of Khabib's camp, last time I said Oliveira might beat Islam. My God, <laughs> my God. I got so if I said that Volkanovski beats him, which he has a very good chance of doing, he you is. know, let's be honest, that's a tough fight for both men. But still, I'll, I'll stay with uh, I'll stay with um, Islam. All right, this is a this is a tricky one. Well to wait. What do we think, Anthony Smith? You start. Uh, I'm going to say Hamzat. I do. I think that uh, he probably has to fight one more time, and I don't think it matters unless. Well, yeah, it's because it's a rubber match. If it's Usman, Usman Edwards, no matter who the winner is, it's the that's the end of the rubber match. So, mm. and I think Hamzat beats uh, short of Colby. I don't think anyone gives him too many problems. And as much as I'm going to get shit from the UK Massey for saying this, I agree with you. I agree. Mm-hmm. I just I think Hamza is the champion in waiting. Once he gets mm-hmm. his shot, obviously the big thing for him is making weight. You know, but he yeah. has done that many many times. He's mm-hmm. only missed weight once. To be fair, you know, and everyone's allowed a little a little faux pas, shall we say? Yeah, I, I think Hamza. I mean, even if Kamaru was to beat Leon, I think Hamza would beat Leon. But I, I don't I, know. So, you know actually, I, that's even, a tricky one. Even. I think the one caveat there is is Kamaru. It he he's a pretty goddamn good wrestler. He's pretty mm. damn big too. He could, and, I don't know, but even if they're stuck striking, like Hamzat's pretty damn good on his feet. What a fight though, Kamaru Usman versus Hamzat Chimaev. And, and and I don't think that I want to be clear here because I don't want everyone in the UK to get mad. I don't think that Kamaro is a better striker than Leon. I think Leon is probably the the best pure striker other than Steven Thompson in the division. I think that because the wrestling would be, I think that Kamaro can neutralize the wrestling and grappling of Hamzat probably better than anybody else, like him and Colby. Him and Colby both can neutralize his wrestling a little bit, but Kamaro is a more powerful striker than Colby is, so he creates more danger on his feet. I think that's why that fight is interesting. But 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 here, here is an interesting one, and, and there is a lot of debate here at Welterweight, and Brandon mm-hmm. Harrison, please be ready in just a second. If I'm not mistaken, we haven't seen Hamzat go five rounds, and that no, is the haven't. one thing, the one thing that makes the fight with Colby questionable. The one thing with Kamaru makes mm-hmm. it questionable. And also, to be fair, we've got to give credit to the champ, Leon Edwards, you know, gets the knockout in round five. Not He's five. always dangerous, you know. And we're talking about Kamaru versus Hamza because I would like to see the clash of wrestling. You know right. what I mean? That's, I mean, and that's Le- what it is. I'm not discrediting no, Leon. No, it's n- not it's at the all. wrestling I want to see kind of butt up against each other and see what happens. But could, could, could Hamza beat Kamaru in a five-round fight? Hamilton and Brian, what do you guys think? And I'm, I'm skipping, you know, you, you guys are uh, tinfoil on a microwave right now, but I would say Colby Covington ends the year as the champion. Colby Covington can get a win against Hamzad Chimaev. Again, grind it out. I think if Gilbert Burns had another three minutes in his fight that, that he could have gotten the win against Hamzad, Colby would, I think, have taken the deep waters. And then, you know, for, if Leon gets past uh, Usman, which is totally possible because we've seen it now, I think that, that Colby's an even bigger wrestling threat and could pose problems for, for Leon in a five-round fight. I think mm. it... I think it all really just depends on what Kamaru looks like when he comes back, if he gets a little chinny or not. Because if he just comes back solid as a rock, I think I think he has the belt again at the end of next year. So, hold on. Who, who, who does? Sorry? I think Kamaru Usman, if he comes back, yeah. 
not Chinny from getting knocked out, I think he has the belt. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Leon. I'm gonna say Leon just because gotta give him some love here. And this, he, I mean, it's possible. I yeah. mean, he could, he, he could be. To be fair, he could be Usman again in March, and then not fight again until February. Like who knows? He might just, he might hold on to it and just hang out. Like yep. Who knows? All right, all right. This is going to be a longer, a longer one, I think. But because the middleweight division, you know, obviously Pereira, and he's probably going to fight Adesanya again. But let's be honest, Adesanya is the perfect matchup to kickboxers. A lot of the people there, certainly a Robert Whittaker, a Derek Brunson, you know, the the, the grapplers essentially are going to mm-hmm. give him problems. Anthony, who do, who do you, who do you say? Who do you, 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 who do you say? Is champ next year? No doubt in my mind. No, no doubt in my mind. It is Robert Whittaker. I really, I truly believe that. Listen, I people roast me all the time for saying this. Robert Whittaker is the best best middleweight on the planet. True across all organizations, he is the best. Israel Adesanya is just a terrible matchup for him stylistically, as far as his skills and abilities. He's far and above anybody else in the division. He just has such a tough time with Izzy. And, and Izzy is just more effective in their competitions. But I still think there's an argument that if there was different judges sitting in that cage side in their last fight, Robert Whitaker could have won that fight. So it was, it's close. I think Robert Whitaker smokes Pahea. I, I, he's already beat Cannoneer. He beat Vittori. He beat Brunson. I think he does Paulo Costa. I, Strickland, Delize, her uh, it's Robert yeah. Whitaker, in my opinion. I, I, he's the best middleweight in the world. I'm with you right there. And the path to that happening is it, this is what would have to happen. Pereira beats Adesanya in their rematch. That opens the door for a Pereira versus Whitaker because mm-hmm. he is next in line for a shot. That's for without sure. question. And I think he outgrapples him, takes him down, probably gets a submission or a yeah. ground and pound finish. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you, Whitaker boys. I say uh, somebody is going to jump the line on Robert Whitaker, right? Israel Adesanya, uh, 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 Pereira, they they have their rematch. I think Pereira does win that. I think that's where Hamzat does actually get the fight against uh, Pereira once he <laughs> isn't matched up against anyone. And I see Hamzat winning that fight for sure. Hot take. Hot take. Read all about it. Beep, 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 beep. News just in. Harrington says. Uh, no, but that's actually really smart because he is, is calling. he's calling for that fight. That's a good choice, Harrington. Brian. That was good. Oh, shit. Now that he just said that. Hamza might be the champion next year. <laughs> oh God, Hamza's taking all the belts. If I'm Hamza, though, that's what I would do. I would go to middleweight in a heartbeat. I mean, stylistically, he matches. He's goddamn huge. He matches up well with Izzy. He matches up well with Whitaker, Cannonier, all those guys. Also, any perceived perceived cardio issues that he has will be helped by going to 185 and not having those drastic cuts. Right, yeah. listen. Light heavyweight, this has been a hot potato, been passed around all over the place. It's currently, it was it, it was the champ. Oh, there is no champ, it's vacant. Yeah, it's vacant. So we've got Glover versus it was it, Jamal Hill going down. Yuri's gonna come back. There's one guy called Anthony Smith in the mix. I mean, we're gonna we're, we're, we'll end on you, Anthony, because it's a tricky one for okay. you. Okay, if I if I no, 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 uh, Brian. Who do you think? Champ I'm, next year. I'm putting the good vibes out there. I think Anthony has a good chance of getting a fight that gets him 
a championship fight, you know, and then, you know, there's nobody you can't, there's nobody you can't beat. You know what I mean? So the crowd goes wild in yeah. applause. The people in the YouTube comment section now are going crazy. Um, I mean, if you I'm look at this, just a suck up. Yeah, yeah, potentially and probably as <laughs> accurately so. Um, Whatever. I guess it all depends. You know, listen, I think for Glover and for Jamal, it's a really tough fight stylistically. Jamal could connect and get that big knockout like he has done. Glover could get the takedown and expose his experience and his advantage in the grappling department and maybe win like that. But Glover's getting on. You know, I don't think either of those guys will hold on to it for too long. This time next year, Europe Haska probably comes back. In the meantime, Anthony comes back. He fucking makes a win. He gets a fucking victory. He comes in. He fights for the belt. Anthony Lionheart-Smith will become the second world UFC champion as a co-host or a host of the Believe You Me podcast. That's what we do here. We breed goddamn champions. Anthony <laughs> Smith will be the champion this time next year. Anthony, what say you, brother? What say you? Whoa, hold on. <laughs> I want to hear Harrington's tin hat first. Yeah, Harrington. Is Hamza going to come to 205 too? Yeah. That's, that's the real worry. That's the real worry. Uh, no, Volkanovsky gets back to rugby weight. And uh, no, no. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, realistically, Jamal came on here and said it. You deserve the title shot after he goes and beats Glover to share. So in my mind, you're already getting that title fight somewhere around International Fight Week, if I had to guess. And at that point, yeah, sure. Take the next half of the year off as champion of the world. See, Anthony it's not Smith, suck up, man. Yeah, I'm, this is just I'm how a, it works. I'm, honestly, guys, I'm, this is going to make it sound like I'm just making some shit up. But I think Jamal... I, I just have this feeling that Jamal does beat Glover. And I think, I don't think they're, they're looking at matching me up in March, but I don't think I'm going to fight again. I really don't. I think that I'll go to Brazil and be the backup. I think Jamal Hill beats Glover Teixeira. Yuri Prohaska is out. Magomed Ankalaev is out. Jan Blahovic is seemingly coming off a loss as far as the UFC is concerned. Alexander Rakic is injured. I think Anthony Smith versus Jamal Hill for the 205 title sometime in the summer, and I am the year's champion. I mean, come on. Wouldn't that be something? I mean, talk about, all right, granted, I'm sure you were very annoyed. I mean, we talked about it. You were shocked. It was a shock for everyone. But oh, wait, speaking of Jamal Hill, I go there on Thursday. Oh, to go train? I fly nice. out there on Thursday. I was supposed nice. to go tomorrow, but I, I, I double booked myself and my schedule. So I'm excited to get out there with him and just, and honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I'm excited to help him. I yeah. love coaching and I love coaching at like the highest level. So I'm like, I have all this like experience and knowledge like we talked about last week and I'm just excited to help him out. No, that's beautiful. And we can't yeah. wait to hear all about it. Getting back to the game. Francis Sorry, ain't gone. He's, no, 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 no. It's just that we're on little mini versions of us and there's people on the screen. Uh, Francis ain't gone. Who will be the champion? I'm going to John Jones. That's my pick. Curtis Blades. No, wait, there's Tom, though, but he's coming off a loss. He's going to have to get a win first, and he doesn't have enough time. I think it's Curtis Blades. Yeah, Tom said he's not fighting. He's not planning on fighting at UFC London in March. It's a little bit too soon. So, yeah, probably have to get two wins. So that'll take him into the next year because we're – we're Team Tom all the way, of course. But For sure. yeah, I think John Jones comes back and maybe gets knocked the fuck out of Francis Ngannou, let's be honest. But there's a good chance he becomes champion as well. I'll say that for a hot take, boys. I think Cyril Ghan is going to be the champion at the end of the next year. Uh, 
I think he just got surprised by Francis Ngannou's just like wrestling ability that just came out of nowhere, apparently. And uh, I don't think he's going to get taken advantage of the way he did in if they fight again next year. I think he's a better striker over. I think he's probably the best striker at heavyweight at the moment. And I definitely uh, agree with that. And and that's that's Francis Ngannou's bread and butter. So if you can just piece, like we saw Stipe do in the first fight, you know, just that I think. Cyril Gan has that exact game plan to a victory. I got one name and one name only. Dude, the title's coming back to Russia with Sergei Pavlovich. That dude is a monster. It's a monster. That's true. He fucking terrified me in that last fight. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. So this is interesting. Oh, do we have four different picks? I've got John. You've got Sergei Harrington. Uh, Brian has Cyril. Who was yours, Anthony? Curtis, Curtis Blades. Curtis Blades. That's interesting. We've all got a different pick. Yeah. Hotly contested at heavyweight. All right. Now we get into uh, the female bantamweight division. Uh, no, that's pound for pound. It's yeah, it's pound for pound. Pound, 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 pound. <laughs> we'll start with Zhang Weili. She's the current champion. And I say this time next year, she's still the champ. Totally agree. I, I think it's I think it's Zhang Weili. I mean Rose. I I always I always like a Rose fight. She could definitely make uh, a way to a championship fight this year. That's your pick. All right, yep. two 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 Zhangs, one Rose, Harrington Zhang um, Rose. Um, Are you going to come with a Lemoge? Or is gonna... Hamzat coming to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hamzat's growing a wig. Okay, yeah. he's putting a wig on and putting a dress, a bit of lipstick. Okay, I'm uh, done. I'm sorry, Harrington. No, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Rose. But uh, again, we'll we'll get to it in flyweight. Why? Okay. So what we've got here is the producers versus the talent. Okay, the talent mm-hmm. says Zhang. The producers say Rose. Oh, last right. time this happened, I think I want some money. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, flyweight Shevchenko all day. Don't see anyone. I mean, Manon Fioro has an ability. She's gonna be. I think give Shevchenko one of her toughest fights. In fact, Talia Santos. Gave her a tough fight. I thought at the time, I haven't rewatched it, Santos actually beat Shevchenko back in Singapore. But still, Shevchenko, I mean, everyone's day does come. You can't stay on top forever. And it has been quite some time now. But I still think she's got one more year, or maybe even longer. But certainly, 2023 will end with her still on top. Man, I'm I'm going Tyler Santos, man. I, I watched the fight regular. I watched it in slow motion. I watched it backwards. I stood on my head and watched it upside down, and she lost that damn fight. That's some weird I, viewing you got going on there, Anthony. <laughs> no, all bullshit aside. Try I, watching it with one eye. See what? I think, see what? See, see that's see what, what that's then. what the problem is. I need to start is one eye in it. Um, no, I I do. I think Santos is. Uh, who knows? Maybe Shevchenko comes back and they rematch, and she fixes all the things she had problems with. But, uh, you know what? I just t- talk myself out of it. Probably Shevchenko. I mean, they make Marvel movies about her. I, yeah. she's, she's absolutely going to be the champion until she decides she doesn't want to fight anymore. Yeah. So the reason why I think Rose Namajunas will be the champion of Strawweight, similar to the Volkanovsk thing, it's because she is going to, Zhang Weili is going to go up and, and challenge Valentina. I mean, they've talked about it. They both talked about this fight being on the horizon for, for both of them. They, they're both looking forward to it. And I think Zhang gets that done. Mm. So who's going to be the, 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 the champ, though? Zhang Wei Li, champion of flyweight. Ooh. You think he's going up? I think you she's think going she up. She beats for Valentina. Sure. I think she beats Valentina. Yes, certainly. That's an interesting that's a, take as well. That's a hell of a fight, too. That's a great fight. fight. 
And that oh. would that would sell some pay per views. Oh, yeah. A Russian super soldier versus a Chinese super soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Raised in electronic wombs, we have the best of <laughs> Russia, the best of China. While the rest of the world just shits their pants in fear. Um, okay, by the way, by the way, do we have to have this conversation? I don't think we do. No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. There it is, guys. I hope you played along at home. Hope you had some fun there. We just skipped it. We don't even say her name. Amanda Nunes. Bantamweight and featherweight. Nunez, Nunez. Because we know who the champion's going to be. There's literally no one in the rankings under her featherweight just <laughs> her which is hilarious it is hilarious harrison i see you wearing the chalk t-shirt with the uh the all-natural testosterone booster you need to lay off the testosterone you don't need any more babies yet buddy <laughs> all right have you ever gone into the bedroom sometimes and you're just not in the mood you can't perform erectile dysfunction is kicking in or maybe you just maybe it's just not the right time of day if you're too tired, whatever it is, your testosterone is low, but have no fear. Rex MD is here spreading cheer, even when you've had one too many beers. That is correct. Rex MD is an FDA approved and the most trusted leader in men's telehealth. They have sponsored this episode to help you always be prepared. Rex MD has made it simple, easy, and cost effective to help all the men out there last longer and feel more confident in the bedroom. RexMD makes getting generic and branded Viagra or Cialis very, very easy. Everything's online, even the prescription. They deliver it discreetly to your door. No waiting rooms, no embarrassing trips to the doctors, no insurance and no co-pays. And everything is very cheap. Take advantage of their best deal they've ever offered and save up to 90% off. 90%. You only pay $2 per dosage by going to RexMD.com forward slash Bisping to take advantage of this limited time deal. So as I say, RexMD makes it very, very simple and it also makes it cheap. As I said, look, Viagra can cost around $90 a pill, but the RexMD generic ones, they are as low as $2 per pill. RexMD, FDA approved, clinically tested, all that good stuff. You will be getting FDA approved ED treatments at a 90% cheaper rate than the doctors. Yes, 90% cheaper. So RexMD, it's fast, it's simple, very cheap. 90% 90% cheaper, and you can access your US licensed RexMD physician anytime you need afterwards. RexMD has helped over 300,000 people, guys, gain confidence quickly and conveniently, and they are here to help you. So take advantage of this offer by going to rexmd.com forward slash Bisping to save 90% off where you will, I mean, come on, 90%. It will save you 90%. You will only pay $2 per dosage. Starter packs of generic Viagra or sales are now available for all listeners to get started. One more time, rexmd.com slash basement for up to 90% off. Give the gift of pleasure this holiday season with RexMD. Uh, all right, so we've been going for a while here. We'll just wrap up, I think, in a moment. <coughs> what do we think? Yeah, almost, almost a couple of hours. Thank you, Anthony, for your time. Cowboy Saron is out of the testing pool and it shows. Audio has been released. We're going to wrap up. Landa Vanada told a wild story. Do you know about anything about that, Anthony? Yeah, he he made it seem like on Twitter that it was a little bit sensationalized, but it sounds like someone broke in his house and he pulled a gun on him and they left. Kind of what it sounds like. And in your experience, what would you have done? Shot him. 
Kedisha if I could go back, if, if I could, I know, but if I could go back and change it, I would have shot him. Would you really? Yeah. Like Had. if I could reverse everything, if I could rewind knowing everything I know now, I'd have splattered that dude all over the fucking. All would you go for a knee shot, leg shot, just to put him down? Or would you say, listen, bro, I'd, you came in the I'd, wrong I'd, house. Sorry, I'd bang, good night. His chest full. Chest. I hate that guy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? Well, well, I just terrorized my kids. Like, it still yeah. bothers my kids. You know, oh, and, oh, does it? Does it really? Yeah, I know it sounds crazy, but like, no, 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 that's not it, crazy. It, Sorry, it been, jokes aside, it would no. I mean, and I fucking joke about it too, but yeah, all bullshit aside, like it would have been a whole lot easier to explain than them to the, that the bad guy's dead and daddy took care of it instead of he's out there wandering around and them because they're kids, they don't understand that. Like I know he's not coming back, but you know they're kids. On a scale of it. one to ten. I just lost one of my lights. The battery just went out. Don't be alarmed, everybody. Uh, on a scale of one to ten, in terms of how much you beat him up, ten being like you know, on life support, <laughs> and eleven, you know, oh, <laughs> I don't even need to finish. A one being what Harrington could do to someone. Yeah. A, a ten being you know you really went to town. You went eleven. Yeah, they were like monitoring his brain for swelling and stuff at the hospital. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. People just crack jokes like, oh, intruder broke in Anthony Smith's house and he couldn't take care of it. Like, I beat that dude pillar to post. Like, there was, a, I beat the earrings right out of his head. I mean, yeah. I had a broken hand afterwards. I, I couldn't even walk because I'd need his head so many times with both legs that my legs and my, like my arms wouldn't go straight because my elbows were so swollen and my knees were so swollen. I had a hard time walking for like a week. And what happened with that guy afterwards in terms of the police and charges and things? Do you know? Mental health probation. Get out of town. Yeah. That's it. Fucking wild. Yeah. And for everyone on YouTube, we're back because Anthony just described a horrific, violent scene. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. My bad. <laughs> My fault. Sorry, guys. It's all right. Okay. Questions. We're going to. Uh... Wait, can we not talk about that stuff on YouTube? I don't know. Is that, prom don't is that promoting violence? They frown upon. It, it's it's frowned upon. No, yeah, yeah but, but he's talking about something that actually happened to him. He's not doing it for fun. He's yeah. talking about a, a harrowing experience that still oh, haunts his children to this day. But we're not we're not we're not trying to convince Brian. We're just right. trying to convince. Sorry, YouTube. Sorry, believers. Don't apologize. Oh, don't man. apologize to them. All they care about is you. Okay. And the bits so, and bobs. And the bits send and more bits and bobs. Send me some. Don't send him Burlington anymore. Street, Omaha, Nebraska. He doesn't even unbox them. He couldn't there, care Yes, I do. I already I, opened it. Listen, but this time dog, on I have Thursday, on display. No, on, on Thursday, there's a whole wall is going to be full of shit. <gasps> Just we'll wait, see, won't we? And then I'm going to pan the camera over here to the bar, and I'm going to have. Well, hopefully, I have a bunch of alcohol that Harrington sent me, so he better overnight that shit. So it'll we're gonna be have all, there in forty minutes, dude. Forty minutes. Really? Yeah. We get shit done. Hell yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Hold on a minute. I felt special for a second there. My God, I mean, I was sending you a Christmas bonus. No no one else gets alcohol. Just My you guys. God. I got other shows uh, that I don't send out anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, other shows on the Believe You Me podcast. And the Believe You Me podcast will be nothing without your... The, blah, blah, blah you believers uh, and we thank you for your questions if you want to send some in send them to bympod at gmail.com i believe we have a few today but before we answer them here is the one and only soon to be a father mike harrington 
If you are enjoying the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure you subscribe. Leave a five-star rating, positive review. It helps out on those platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel and you hit that notification bell to find out whenever a new episode drops. And if you want to catch over 400 episodes ad-free and uncensored, head to GasCitalNetwork.com. Use the promo code BYM. Get a seven-day free trial. Check out over 20 great shows on the network. What do we got, Brian? All right. So we got a couple of good questions today. You know, no Roland Vixer, but... Damn it, Roland. We got uh, Ryan Yorkston here. Hello, EYM. Ryan from Edinburgh here. Just thought I'd start off by saying happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that jazz. This is a question for Anthony and Michael. However, if Harrington or Brian want to chirp in, I'm more than happy. So I'd like to start MMA here over in Scotland. However, Michael, as you know, uh, the gyms are very few and far between as to which ones are good and bad. I'd just like to know, how can you tell between the charlatans and the ones who genuinely know about MMA and the proper technique to teach and stuff like that? Um, Your input would be great. Happy holidays and have a nice day. Well, first of all, Ryan, thank you very much for the kind words and we thank you for the question. Uh, one key sign to look out for is that if the guy calls his school Rex Quando, okay, don't do it. If he wears a gi and a headband, okay, and professes to be able to fight 17 people at once and he has students like a bunch of sycophants that just fly through the air, that's a red flag. If he doesn't have any active fighters that he's trained from scratch, that are competing on the regional scene, that's also a red flag. Anthony Smith? Um, man, there's so many. There's so many. If it, I, You always notice when there's like, I like how we use the word charlatan, but because it, it just explains it so well. But it, it's always... That, that, always that's martial arts. Yeah, yeah, like that's a lot of it. So uh, I would stay away from all... I don't know. I hate to say this Taekwondo karate. It's, it, it's all money-making schemes. Is there some legitimacy to some of those martial arts for sure? But there, most there's of a them reference are just... from, from the Rex Quando yeah. and, uh, uh, Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. Well, it wears no sleeves. Have you, you know, seen he, Napoleon dynamite? I have seen Napoleon. <laughs> yeah. Dynamite. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. The guys that like when they're teaching and like, well, a lot of guys will tell you that this is the way to do it. But my way is that those kind of guys are crazy. Like there's a hundred different ways to do stuff. Like people that aren't open with other techniques being applicable are usually a pretty big red flag. Yeah. There's a lot of good people out there. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of fantastic coaches. And I think, you know, I think we're seeing now with the explosion of mixed martial arts and it being so popular, excuse me, is that, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but we're seeing a lot of those charlatans for want of a better word, dying out and becoming less of a fixture. You know, back right. in the 80s, there was there, there was a lot of it. There was a lot of nonsense going on. And there still is. I often talk about it. There's a page called McDojo Life. You follow yes, that? I love it. I love Brilliant. it. Brilliant. They, they highlight a lot of these charlatans, which is exactly what they are. Con men, liars, giving people a false sense of confidence. If you have an instructor, and no disrespect, some of them, they walk around, and, and there's nothing wrong with being overweight. There's nothing wrong with being overweight, but if they're overweight and they look like they've never had a fight in their life, they've never they've never had to use it in a situation, but they're obese and they're fat and they're wearing a belt, and then they've got a bunch of like weird little psycho weirdos that treat them like gods. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That look up to them like 
there are people like that and they have them doing that and they have them carrying their bags and they have this weird hierarchy of martial arts and great order, which a lot of traditional martial arts do take advantage of and do use them as almost mm -hmm. slaves. Because I used to be one when I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? I used to have to carry the bags and carry the stereo and do this and clean up and everything because it's great order. And because yeah, this is what you got to do, you want to curry favor with the sensei because that's how you're going to get your promotion on. There's all that stuff going on. Give that a wide berth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But if you're showing, getting your own real techniques, you're seeing improvements, you're sparring, you're rolling. You know, if you like the guy, if it's a nice environment, regardless of necessarily, if you're just going for a bit of fun, you know, and to lose some weight and to learn a bit of martial arts, if it's a fun environment and it's respectful and it, and the, your children are enjoying it, you're enjoying it, first and foremost, that's the number one thing. If you're right. looking to become a professional fighter, you want to go to the best where the best coaches are with some professional fighters. And that doesn't mean UFC-level talent, you know what I mean? Because not every gym can have that. Of course they can't. You know, just some local guys that seem to know what they're doing. And unless you're a fool, I think you can have a pretty good bullshit detector. Yeah. I was gonna say you'll 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 make that read pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. But still, best of luck on your journey, my friend. Yeah, good luck. I have one of those uh, old, like one of those legendary old dudes that was like a pressure point sensei. He lives yep. in my town now. He's like eighty. He's fumbling around. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so we got another question here from Mister Anthony Williams Williamson. Hey, Michael, Anthony, Brian, and Mr. Harrington. How are we all doing? My name is Anthony from St. Louis. Just had a couple questions for you guys, or at least one. Just want to know, out of all the young fighters or newer fighters that entered the UFC here in 2022, who do you think had the biggest upcome, like a Terrence McKinney, maybe a Brian Battle? I know he lost his most recent one. You know, or it, it just who, what young fighter do you think increased or uh, had the biggest come up this year? Get back to me. Just let me know. I love watching the podcast. Much love to you guys and everything like that. Continue doing what you're doing because I love to hear your opinions on stuff. Definitely during the pay-per-view fights. Much love. Thank you, Anthony, for the question. We're going to bring in a new award and we all got a quick vote for it. Rookie of the Year. Okay. New addition to the roster of the year, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But also, Anthony and anyone else, when you're sending in a question, mute the TV. <laughs> right? Thank you for the question, though. <laughs> but mute the TV. Uh, uh, UFC newcomer of the year, Paddy Pimblett. Yeah, I've struggled to, uh, to think. Uh, Terrence McKinney was a good one. Um, Great one, Terrence McKinney. Yeah, who else is there? Who would be in the running? Like, who had a, just a good year? I mean, Paddy had a great year up until the final fight. Does Pavlovich yeah. count? Pavlovich had an awesome year, but he he, yeah. he had two two wins last year as well. Yeah, man, that's a. You know what? Honestly, I hate to just. I don't want to fumble all over this question. It'd be almost like come back to this one on Thursday. We got some time to think about it. Yeah, Harrington. Harrington's well, usually got some good names. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, two two big ones: uh, Muhammad Makayev and Jack Della Meladon. Met oh. uh, Matt Delena. That's a Jack good one. Jack JDM. I, I I no, I take it back. I mean, Muhammad Makayev for sure, fantastic choice, Anthony, and Jack Della Madalena. What a yeah. year! Three fights, three first round knockouts, and shows. Yeah, 
championship potential. Yeah, Find that's a good one. Bucket load. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm giving it to Jack. Jack gets yeah. my pick. Uh, Jack? Yeah, those are both good. Yep, those yep, are both yep. good. All right. Well, uh, should we say that's the show, Anthony? I'm sure you've got places to be. Uh, let's do one more. Oh. We'll do one more. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Anthony wants to do longer. Come on, rejoice. Yeah, Praise the Lord. One more. Let's do one more. Brian, we got one more question. All right, we got one more here. It's about Patty Pimblett's heel turn, and this one is from Mr. Tom Pimer. Tom here from New Zealand, and I've got a quick question for you. This is the second time uh, I've tried to get a question in, but my first one was a bit long-winded. Uh, I was asking about a film Michael was in called My Name is Lenny, but I just want to Try again with a quicker question, just about something that's happened recently. Already been 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> buddy the buddy. Obviously got in that shit with Ariel, the shit talking about Ariel with Dana. And then he goes and gives us a terrible fight with Jared Gordon and then tells us all that it wasn't even close. Um, personally, like stocks dropped for me and I'm not as big a fan anymore. Um, and I'm sure that's the same for a lot of people. Um, what do you guys think? And what can he do um, to win the fans back, basically? Love the podcast. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Well, thank you very much. Thanks. Nice to see the people of New Zealand enjoying the podcast as well. So thank you very much. And big up yourselves wherever you are in the world. Uh, Anthony, I'll let you go first. Yeah, you know, it like what Chael did was different than what happened to Patty. Like Chael did that on purpose. He accepted the heat. He's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. You know, kind of like, ha, 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 like I'm kind of a dick, but it's funny. Like, I think Patty's was very accidental. I think he went too far. I think he thought everyone was going to stick with him, whether he won or lost. And listen, this this game is is full of intelligent and, like, educated fans that understand what they're looking at. And you can't, once you start treating them and talking to them like they're stupid, is when they're going to turn on you. Uh, the Ariel thing, there's a lot of people that don't like Ariel. Um he's always been good to me. He's never lied to me. He's never, you know, he's, he's never backstabbed me or anything like that. He's never attacked me. So I know that there's a lot of people that have reasons to hate Ariel or, or, or have whatever they have with him. But the, the Patty thing seemed very weird because, you know, whether you like Ariel or you don't like Ariel, you like Patty, you don't like Patty. It seemed very straight bullet of, of Patty to just kind of wax all over Ariel. And then Ariel puts out the text messages and, and I don't know, just the weird shit. So it seems like Patty lost that argument. And Ariel's just a hard guy to argue with, to be honest with you. He seems like he, he's smart and intelligent and better with words. <laughs> so um, I don't know, man. I, I think he just needs to be Connor. He needs to look at what Connor's done because there was times where Connor went super nice guy and got a lot of fans and then turned kind of to the bad guy and the lost fans. And then he was able to turn back again. So I think Patty's needs to be a little more genuine, you know, like mm. remember that ring video you've seen of him with the dog shit in the, in the grass, like maybe show that a little bit more and maybe you'll get people kind of, yeah. I think maybe it's just a, I know I guess I'm rambling here, but I think it was just a, a moment that he had maybe that, that week. And I think maybe he's a little bit uncomfortable and, and insecure about maybe how the fight went. And so he just kind of went real hard in the paint. I think if he just got a little more genuine, turned off the character a little bit, yeah. um, I think you get it back. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so obviously, I didn't even know that question was coming up, uh, but I will answer it to the best of my ability, and I'll be honest in doing so because I've seen a lot of people come out and say, "Oh, look at that Bisping who jumped straight on the hate bandwagon of Paddy." I said, "No, I haven't. Not in any way, shape, or form. My job and your job. We are analysts, commentators. We do a show in mixed martial arts." the number one comedy MMA podcast on the goddamn planet. And we're growing like crazy. Thank you all. we got to be honest about what we see. What? Listen, I support all the UK fighters. In fact, I support everyone. Always may the best man win, to be honest. But the people of the UK, obviously, I'm British, and we have a small footprint in the UFC, you know, so they have a special place in my heart, so I support them all. But then when I watch a fight, I can't lie. Right. What would you what what would you prefer I did? Would you prefer I lied about what I saw just because I want to support Paddy or support someone from the UK? You know what I mean? Nobody's gonna respect that. I can't do that. I cannot physically lie just because I want to make Paddy seem better. That is not because I'm hating. You know what I mean? It's because it, when I saw, I thought Jared won the fight. And so mm. did 99% of the goddamn world. Okay. But but so what? Life goes on. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. Some of the the way he handled it afterwards wasn't the best. I can't talk shit because I did a similar thing myself back in the day. So I've literally been in that position 15 years ago. You know, Mm -hmm. you're young, you get a lot of attention. You know, maybe a bit of it goes to your head a little bit and you start to think to a certain degree that sometimes your shit doesn't stink. Your shit still stinks. Everyone's does. It doesn't matter how big you get. You know what I mean? Because the court of public opinion will bring you back down to earth pretty fucking quickly. You know what I mean? And that's what he experienced there. I think what Paddy needs to do is just humble himself a little bit, stop with this I'm the new cash cow shit. When I asked him to call out, uh, sorry, not call out, who would he want to fight next, saying, I don't need to say anyone's name because I am the man, I'm the boy, I'm the cash cow. And then, and then you know, you're yet to fight someone ranked. I feel that that, when you're dominating people, is all well and good. When you're scraping by a victory, it doesn't have the same effect. And it right. starts to rub people up the wrong way. Nobody in the top 10, certainly not the top five, needs Paddy to give them a rub. <laughs> Dustin right. Poirier, Islam Makachev, Charles Oliveira. These are household name in mixed martial arts. They don't need Paddy to say the name to get a few Instagram followers. The whole pay me for interview things, that I, I think that left a bad taste in people's mouths. And again, I'm not yeah. hating. I'm just being honest in what I saw. Mm-hmm. That is how we gain a fan base. That is how we let people know what we do. That is how we expose our personalities, our history, our background, what makes us interesting, what makes you feel like you should invest in us or Anthony Smith or Yuri Prohaska or Paddy mm-hmm. Pimblett's journey because that's how they do it. That's how they put their brand out there and that's how they get bigger. As Ariel said, and I hate to quote it, but, George St. Pierre, John Jones, Conor McGregor, by far the biggest names in the sport, Ronda Rousey. They don't ask to get paid because that's not how the game goddamn works. That's not how it works. Not how it works. So I think that we ain't paying nobody around here. And I guarantee you don't pay his guests on Chatting Pony, his show that he does. Right. (laughs) Because that's how it goes. (laughs) I guarantee. Unless unless I'm wrong. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And it's not there's not a hatred thing. It's like No. We just got to be honest, Mike. You have to be honest or no one's going to respect our opinion anymore. They know we're bullshitting. They know we're bullshitting. They're going to say, oh, 
Mike and Anthony are just going to say what they think people want to hear. They're just like, no, whether you like it or not, whoever's on the other side of this screen right now, whether you like to hear it or you don't like to hear it, it's our truth. It's what we truly believe. And it's really how it happened. You're not always going to like it, but it's, it's always going to be our honest to God truth. And, and thank you for saying that because you said it with conviction as well. And like Luke Thomas said, you know, you mentioned McGregor before. Luke Thomas was saying recently, you can't really compare the rise of McGregor to the rise of Paddy. You can't. In, in Connor's fourth fight, he was knocking out Dustin Poirier. You know, now Paddy still has the ability to do that. Of course he does. You know what I mean? And he made a couple of little PR mistakes. You know yeah, what I mean? Hey, hey, <laughs> the sport forgives fast and quickly. Yeah. You know, all you've got to do out is go out there, beat someone. And that's and it. We won't so, talk about it again. And it's all forgotten about. Go out there, smoke someone yeah. and be cool and be funny and all the rest of it. Everyone forgets. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? As I always say, this sport is about what have you done for me lately? You're only and as sometimes good as that's a good thing. <laughs> Fucking right it is. Fucking right it is. Because the shit that you did, like look at me. I made so many mistakes. I was hated. Hated. We wouldn't have a podcast now if I was still hated. I'm sure some right. people still do in the comments. You'll let me know because you always do. You know, but I've, I've been able to navigate past that. And I'm sure yeah. you've made mistakes throughout your career. For sure. Right? For sure. And thank God, this we bitch about it when it's, what have you done for me lately? You know, when it's, when it's not in your favor, but sometimes it works out. <laughs> and sometimes it teach you a, teaches you a valuable lesson as well. Mm -hmm. Like you said recently, it was really good. We were talking about reading comments on social media. And you said, it's the ones that you know when they're talking shit, but they kind of got a point. <laughs> yeah. They're the ones that really hurt. Yeah. yeah. The ones that are true. The ones, the like, ones oh, that are true. That motherfucker's right, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's the show, guys. Thank you very much. We are going to be back on Thursday. I haven't got a guest lined up yet, Anthony. Scratch your head. Oh, yeah. Let me get one. I'll get a spot. Rub your head. I mean, if you haven't got, you know, hey, red to be, by I'm then. A, I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in Michigan with Jamal. So I'll get us a, he'll probably be rested, but I will, uh, I'll find us a guest. We'll figure it out. We'll Any, figure it out. What? Anyone that's like on the top of your head, you're just thinking about? Let us know in the comments who you would like. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You guys be well. Take care. And we'll be back on third.